Welcome back, Real Real Talk listeners. In this episode, we will be finishing up our in-depth dive into all Wes Anderson's films, culminating with his 2023 film, Asteroid City. This film is a comedy drama that tells the story of a family who travels to a small rural town to participate in a junior stargazing event. The film is set in a retro-futuristic version of the 1950s and features an ensemble cast, including Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody, Liv Shriver, Hope Davis, Steve Park, Rupert Friend, Maya Hawke, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Hong Chow, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie, Tony Revolori, and Jeff Goldblum. In this episode, we will provide a complete review of the film, including a discussion of the plot, film aesthetics, soundtrack, the thematic elements, the cast and crew, maybe look at some shortcomings and trivia, and then we'll end with a short summary of the episode and provide our critical rating. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at RealRealTalkPod, Instagram and threads at RealRealTalk, and email us at TheRealRealTalk at gmail.com. Now let's get on with it. The film's plot is a meta-textual masterpiece that explores creativity, love, loss, and identity infused with a dash of sci-fi and western elements. The film cleverly blurs the lines between reality and fiction, inviting audiences to navigate the dual narrative of the play and the lives of those bringing it to life. The film opens with the television host introducing a live production of a documentary about the creation and production of Asteroid City, a play by the famed playwright Conrad Earp. In the play, a youth astronomy convention is held in the fictional desert town of Asteroid City. The Steenbeck family, including Stanley, played by Tom Hanks, and his son-in-law Augie, played by Jason Schwartzman, attend the convention which is interrupted by an alien spacecraft. The new knowledge of intelligent life elsewhere in the universe solves nobody's problems. It only complicates them further. The human drama of the Asteroid City portion of the film, which finds Augie, Stanley, and the Steenbeck children, among others, negotiating with awful grief, is interrupted by not one, but two visitations by alien spacecraft. The new knowledge of intelligent life elsewhere in the universe complicates their, their problems. The film's plot is a poignant exploration of grief, family, and the search for meaning in a world that can, be, that can always seem chaotic and unpredictable. The film's dual narrative structure is a testament to Wes Anderson's storytelling prowess. The film interweaves the backstage drama of the play with the narrative of the play itself creating a complex and engaging story that is both thought-provoking and entertaining. Sort of like the Broadway hit Noises Off does for us in the Broadway world. Next, we'll talk about the aesthetics of this film. The film's aesthetics are a visual delight, with each frame infused with Wes Anderson's signature style. The film's production design is meticulous, and the attention to detail is impressive. 
The film's color palette is dominated by shiny surfaces and purposeful camera moves, with a sense of stagecraft maintained through the camera being primarily limited to pans and dolly shots outside of static framings. First, the film's pastel colors of a Sonoran desert are mixed with the little whimsical touches that Anderson so likes to include in his film. Second, the film's sets and props are stylized and angular, leaning wholeheartedly into Anderson's usual stylized visions. Third, the film's rectilinear compositions, mathematically precise camera movements, and fastidiously arranged bric-a-brac reminiscent of dollhouses and dioramas are aesthetically appealing and appeal to the idea of the aesthetic itself, of that which is visibly designed. And four, the film's hyper-self-conscious formalism using denaturalization and defamiliarization by making the physical bodies, objects, and spaces seem peculiar. In summary, Asteroid City is a visually stunning film that showcases Anderson's signature style. The film's production design is meticulous and the attention to detail is, as always, so impressive. The film's color palette, as mentioned, dominated by shiny surfaces and purposeful camera moves, provide a sense of stagecraft maintained through the limited movements of the camera. The film sets and props are very stylized and angular, and the aesthetics are self-conscious. It is a wonderful look and maybe the most pure Anderson vision of all of his films, leaning in to his peculiarity. Next up, we'll talk a little bit about the soundtrack. film soundtrack is a compilation of 17 country and western songs that originally recorded and released during the 1950s, the time period that the film is set. The soundtrack also includes six original songs by Alexander Desplat and two original songs by pulp frontman Jarvis Cocker, who had previously been featured in the soundtrack for the French Dispatch. The soundtrack was digitally published by ABKCO Records in June of 2023, the same day as the film's theatrical release. The soundtrack's composition is a perfect complement to the film's visuals, featuring the many country and western artists. The soundtrack opens with WXYZ TV Channel 8, composed by Alexander Desplat, and it sets the tone for the rest of the film. The soundtrack also includes classic songs such as Last Train to San Fernando by Johnny Duncan and the Bluegrass Boys, Island of Dreams by the Springfields, and April in Portugal by Les Baxter. The original songs by the aforementioned Jarvis Cocker and Alexander Desplat are highlights of the soundtrack, adding depth and emotional uh, depth to the film. The film's score is a blend of orchestral and electronic elements, creating a contrast between the retro and futuristic aspects of the film. The score features motifs and themes that reflect the characters and the situations they face, such as the piano theme for the magazine and its editor, the flute theme for the love story of Lucinda and Zeffirelli, and the, ba and the brass theme for the student revolution. The score also incorporates elements of sci-fi and western genres, such as theremin, synthesizer, and harmonica to create a unique, distinctive sound. 
The soundtrack of Asteroid City is a musical delight, showcasing both the talents of Alexander Desplat and Jarvis Cocker, along with the many artists from the 50s that inspired the whole soundtrack. It is a perfect complement to the film's visuals, featuring the great songs by great artists that have mostly been forgotten today. Next up, we'll take a thematic dive into the film's ideas. Asteroid City's thematic elements are complex and thought-provoking, as the film explores various themes such as grief, family, identity, creativity, and even the unknown. The film's dual narrative structure, which depicts the events of the play and the creation of the play, allows the film to examine these themes from different perspectives and levels of reality. One of the main themes of the film is grief and how people cope with it in different ways. The film shows how the Steenbeck family, especially Augie and his children, deal with the loss of their wife and mother, who died in a car accident just three weeks before the events of the film. The film also shows how the playwright Conrad Earp uses this play as a way of expressing his own grief over the death of his mentor and friend, Arthur Howitzer Jr., the editor of the magazine that sponsors the play. The film suggests that grief can be a catalyst for creativity, but also a source of denial and avoidance. Another theme of the film is family and how it can be both a source of support and conflict. The film portrays the dynamics of the Steenbeck family, who are struggling to communicate and connect with each other after the tragedy. The film also portrays the relationship between the cast and crew of the play, who form a kind of surrogate family, but also face challenges and tensions due to their artistic differences, personal rivalries, and romantic entanglements. The film explores the idea of family as a complex and evolving concept that can be both chosen and inherited. The third theme of the film is identity and how it can be influenced by external factors and internal desires. The film shows how the characters of the play, such as Augie, Midge, and Woodrow, try to find their place and purpose in a world that is changing and expanding due to the discovery of alien life. The film also shows how the actors of the play, such as Schubert, Lucinda, and Zeffirelli, try to balance their roles and personalities, and how they sometimes blur the lines between fiction and reality. The film questions the notion of identity as a fixed and stable construct, and suggests that it can be fluid and adaptable. A fourth theme of the film is creativity, and how it can be a form of expression and exploration. The film celebrates the artistic process and the imagination of the playwright, the director, and the actors, who create a unique and original play that reflects their vision and passion. The film also acknowledges the challenges and obstacles that come with creativity, such as criticism, censorship, and even sabotage. The film examines the role of creativity in society and culture, and how it can be both a source of inspiration and innovation. The fifth theme of the film is the unknown and how it can be a source of wonder and fear. The film depicts the encounter between the human and the alien who represent two different forms of life and intelligence. 
The film also depicts the reactions of the characters and the audience who are fascinated and terrified by the possibility of extraterrestrial existence. The film explores the human curiosity and the desire to understand the unknown, but also the human anxiety and the fear of the unknown. This is a film that explores complex themes with both humor and heart, and the dual narrative structure allows Asteroid City to examine these themes from different perspectives and levels of reality. Next up, we will discuss the cast and crew of Asteroid City. The film's cast and crew are impressive, with each member bringing their unique talents to the project. Wes Anderson's direction, as always, is masterful, and the ensemble cast delivers excellent performances. The film features many of Anderson's frequent collaborators, such as cinematographer Robert D. Yeoman, composer Alexander Desplat, editor Andrew Weisblum, production designer Adam Stockhausen, and costume designer Milena Cannonero. Let's start with that cast, who plays the characters of the play and the actors who portray them. Jason Schwartzman plays Augie Steenbeck, a widowed father of three who works as a journalist for the magazine that sponsors the play. He also plays Jones Hall, the actor who plays Augie in the play. Schwartzman is a regular in Anderson's films, having appeared in Rushmore, The Darjeeling Limited, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and The French Dispatch. He brings his trademark charm and wit to both roles, and has great chemistry with Scarlett Johansson, who plays Midge Campbell, a local waitress and aspiring actress who becomes Augie's love interest and muse. She also plays Mercedes Ford, the actress who plays Midge in the play. Johansson is one of the most popular and versatile actresses in Hollywood, having starred in films such as Lost in Translation, Avengers, Her, Marriage Story, and Black Widow. She showcases her range here and charisma in both of her roles and adds depth and emotion to the film's love story. Tom Hanks plays Stanley Zack, Augie's father-in-law, who accompanies him and his children to Asteroid City. He also plays himself, as he is the guest star of the play. Hanks is one of the most beloved and respected actors in the industry, having won two Oscars for his roles in Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. He's also starred in such great films as Saving Private Ryan, Castaway, Toy Story, and Big. He brings his warmth and humor to both roles and plays a pivotal role in the film's climax. Jeffrey Wright plays General Gibson, the leader of the military base in Asteroid City, who is in charge of the alien contact. He also plays himself, as he is the narrator of the play. Wright is an acclaimed actor who has won a Tony, an Emmy, and a Golden Globe for his work on stage and screen, including films like The Hunger Games, Westworld on TV, and Casino Royale. Then there's Tilda Swinton, who plays Dr. Hickenlooper, a scientist who studies the alien spacecraft and communicates with the alien. She also plays herself as she is the host of the documentary that covers the creation and production of the play. Swinton is an Oscar-winning actress who is known for her transformative and unconventional roles. She has also worked several times with Anderson on Moonrise Kingdom, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Isle of Dogs, and The French Dispatch. 
She brings eccentricity and intelligence to both of her roles and adds a touch of sci-fi and mystery to the film. Then there's Brian Cranston, who plays the host of a television show that broadcasts the live production of the play and also plays himself as he is the producer of the show. Cranston is an Emmy-winning actor who's best known for his roles in Breaking Bad and Malcolm in the Middle, but has also been seen on the big screen in Trumbo and Godzilla. He brings a charisma and a professionalism to both roles and serves as the link between the play and the audience. And then there's Edward Norton, who plays Conrad Earp, the famed playwright who wrote the play based on his own experiences and grief. And again, he plays himself as well, as he is the director of the play. Norton is an Oscar-nominated actor who has films such as Primal Fear, Fight Club, American History X, and Birdman. He has also collaborated with Anderson on several films, Moonrise Kingdom, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Isle of Dogs. He brings his passion and creativity to both his roles and shows the artistic process and the challenges that are seen behind putting on a play. The rest of the cast includes Jake Ryan, Grace Edwards, Maya Hawk, Rupert Friend, Hope Davis, Steve Park, Liv Schreiber, Aristu Meehan, Ethan Josh Lee, and many, many others. They all play various roles in the play and the actors who play them, and they all contribute to the film's humor, drama, and action. They are a talented and extremely diverse group of actors, and they bring all their own personalities and skills to the film. And the crew that I mentioned before is also very impressive, with Yeoman as the cinematographer creating those visually stunning film that showcases Anderson's signature style. Desplat creating a musical delight that features country and western songs from the 50s and original songs that blend orchestral and electronic elements. Andrew Weisblum as the editor who creates the coherent, engaging film that's interweaving the dual narratives of the play and the lives of those bringing it all to life. And Adam Stockhausen creating a meticulous and detailed film as the production designer with those stylized and angular sets and the props that lean wholeheartedly into that quirky, unique Anderson vision. Melina Cananero, the costume designer, creating a colorful and charming film that features all the pastels and shiny costumes that reflect the sort of retro-futuristic aspects of the film. Asteroid City is a film that features an impressive cast and crew who bring their unique talents to the project, but it's Wes Anderson's direction through this giant ensemble and this crew to make the film as great as it is and as visually stunning and delightful as the film is. Next up, we'll dive into a couple of things that may be seen as shortcomings. Now, Asteroid City has many strengths, but there are some shortcomings that may disappoint or frustrate some viewers. Here are some of the main criticisms that I have seen raised about the film. First of all, the film's style is too quirky and artificial for some tastes. Some viewers may find the film's aesthetic to be too synthetic and cartoonish, with its shiny surfaces, pastel colors, and stylized sets and props. 
Some viewers may also find that the film's tone to be too mannered and monotone with its deadpan dialogue, dry humor, and lack of real emotional expression. The film style may create a distance between the audience and the characters, making it hard to empathize or relate to them. And the film's plot is can be seen as too thin or episodic for some expectations. Some viewers may find the film's narrative to be simple and predictable, with its basic premise of a family adventure that is interrupted by an alien encounter. Some viewers may also find the film's structure to be too fragmented and disjointed, with its dual narrative of the play and the creation of the play, which are not always well-connected or coherent. The film's plot may lack some tension and suspense, making it a little boring or unengaging for some viewers. Some of the film's themes may seem too vague or superficial for some interpretations. Some viewers may find the film's thematic expression to be too ambiguous and unclear with its multiple layers of reality and fiction, which are not always well-defined or explained. Some viewers may find the film's thematic messages to be shallow or cliched, with its common topics of grief, family, identity, creativity, and the unknown, which are not always well-developed or original. The film's themes may lack depth and meaning, making some of it feel trivial or irrelevant. But even through those shortcomings that may affect its reception and appreciation by some viewers, the film can be seen as part of the overall picture of Anderson and his uniqueness and charm. And these things don't necessarily detract from the film's overall quality and value for viewers. And when we get back, we'll jump into some of the neat little trivia that I've seen about this film. Now, Asteroid City is full of interesting fun facts that reveal more about the film's production, inspiration, and references. Here are some things that we found. Uh, the film was shot in Spain between August and October of 2021 with Robert D. Yeoman. Several sets in Chinchon resembling a desert landscape and a mock train station were used. The official title was revealed in October 2021 at the BFI London Film Festival, and the film premiered at the 76th Cannes Film Festival on May 23, 2023, where it competed for the Palme d'Or. The film is an homage to popular memory and mythology about extraterrestrials and UFOs witnessed in the southwestern desert in close proximity to atomic test sites during the post-war period of the American 20th century. The film also references various sci-fi and western films and TV shows, such as The Day the Earth Stood Still, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, The Twilight Zone, The X-Files, the Lone Ranger, and even Bonanza. The film features many of Wes Anderson's frequent collaborators, as we talked about. Even Bill Murray has a small cameo as the President of the United States. Owen Wilson, who co-wrote Anderson's first three films, has a cameo as the Vice President. Jarvis Cocker has a cameo as a radio DJ. And Alexander Desplat has a cameo as a pianist. The film also features many actors who are related to each other 
or to other famous actors. For example, Grace Edwards, who plays Dinah, is the daughter of Hope Davis, who plays Sandy Borden. Maya Hawke, who plays June, is the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. Aristu Meehan, who plays Clifford, is the son of Wes Anderson. Ethan Josh Lee, who plays Ricky, is the son of Spike Lee. Ella Ferris, Grace Ferris, and William Ferris, who play the triplets, Andromeda, Pandora, and Cassiopeia, are the daughters of Anna Ferris. The film features some actors who replaced other actors who had to drop out of the project. For example, Steve Carell replaced Bill Murray, who contracted COVID-19 shortly before filming. This is actually the second time Carell has taken over a role from Murray, as Murray was the first choice for the role of Frank in Little Miss Sunshine. Margot Robbie replaced Kate Blanchett, who had scheduling conflicts with another film. Tony Revolori replaced Dev Patel, who had issues due to the pandemic. Now, I hope some of this trivia helped to illustrate or give more depth to the film for you and adds to your enjoyment. And when we come back from our quick break, we will wrap up the episode and get into our rating and talk about where we're going next on Real Real Talk. So that's it for our discussion of Wes Anderson's 2023 film, Asteroid City. We went over the plot, we went down the aesthetic road, looked at soundtrack, thematic elements, cast and crew, shortcomings and trivia. With all of that, Asteroid City is a really good movie, but not quite among the best of Wes Anderson. We give it a rating of 7 out of 10 as we found it to be visually stunning, musically delightful, coherent and engaging, but it had some shortcomings, like being just maybe a little too meta, a little too um, inside baseball for some people. But with that, we do appreciate the film and we love everything about Wes Anderson to this point. And with that, we would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on the film. So please feel free to contact us again. Our email is therealrealtalk at gmail.com. We're at Real Real Talk Pod on Twitter, at Real Real Talk on Instagram and Threads. Now we're going to be taking a little bit of time off, probably a week or two before our next episode comes out. But when we do come back, we are going to be talking about some 80s movies that we loved that probably wouldn't be made the same today. First up will be Revenge of the Nerds. And until then, keep watching, keep loving, and keep those reels rolling. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>